0: In Parashat Toledot, we find the story of the birth of Jacob and Esau. We read in chapter 25, verses 20 through 26. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padanoran, the sister to Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated Yahweh for his wife because she was barren, and Yahweh was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of Yahweh. Yahweh said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two men or people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red, all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. After that came out his brother. And his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. The Almighty blessed Isaac and Rebekah with twins. The twins shared the mother's womb for nine months, but it appears that was one of the few things they had in common. The Almighty said he would that he would bless Jacob, and Jacob would rule over his firstborn brother. The Haftarah portion. For today is found in Malachi chapter 1. In verses 1 through 5, we again see that these two twins, who were physically so close for the first nine months of their lives, were quite separate prophetically. The burden of the word of Yahweh to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith Yahweh, yet ye say, where hast thou us?" Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith Yahweh? Yet I loved Jacob, and I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Whereas Edom saith, We are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith Yahweh of hosts, They shall build, but I will throw down. And they shall call them the border of wickedness, and the people against whom Yahweh hath indignation forever. And your eyes shall see and ye shall say, Yahweh will be magnified from the border of Israel. The question arises, was it fair that Esau was treated this way? Paul addresses this question in chapter 9 of the book of Romans. Verses 6-13 through read, Not as though the word of God had taken none effect. For they are not all Israel, which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called, that is, they which are the children of the flesh, These are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. Not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by her father Isaac, for the children, being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger, As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated." The apostle emphasizes the fact that Jacob was chosen over Esau before Esau had done any good or evil. It was done so that God's purpose of election would be manifest. He continues on in verses 14 through 16 with a difficult question. What shall I say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid! For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. Paul draws an analogy with the case of Pharaoh in verses 17 and 18. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for the same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. This emphasizes our original question. Is God fair? Paul asks in verse 19, Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? The apostle explains the answer to this question is the sovereignty of God. Continuing with verses 20 through 24, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory? Even us, whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. The more that we dwell on understanding God's sovereignty, the more we are humbled. Can any of us truly and honestly say, God should have chosen me? God has mercy on whom he will, and it is mercy, not a deserved reward. I want to focus on the issue of being a chosen people. We just read here in, in the book of Romans, it says, in verse 23, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. If someone is chosen, that implies someone else is not chosen. Paul writes in the second epistle of Timothy, chapter 1, verses 7 through 9, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be the partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Messiah Yeshua before the world began. We're unable to comprehend how God chose Jacob over Esau before they were born. Even more humbling is that he chose us before the world began. Paul repeats this thought in Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 3-5. through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Messiah, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Yeshua HaMashiach to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. The almighty predestined us before the foundation of the world and he did it according to the good pleasure of his will how can we not be humbled at such a calling how can we be saved by our deeds when we were chosen before the foundation of the world this is the depth of his mercy the depth of his love there's no room for boasting can we really comprehend why esau was not loved perhaps it's even harder to comprehend why we were chosen Blessed be God who shed his love on us.